Hi, everyone. Thanks for finding us. Another edition of the Spider Insight Podcast, along with our Director of Football Public Relations, Christian Gravis. I'm Bob Black. Tough Saturday for the Spiders on Family Weekend at Robin Stadium. Not the result anybody was hoping for or expecting that was wearing red and blue as Hampton came to town and knocked off the Spiders 31 to 14. This was a tough one to swallow, Christian. I think the first half, Hampton certainly showed that it was a team coming in off a bye week, was very well prepared, had a dual threat quarterback that the Spiders had to deal with all day long in Chris Zealous. They did make some progress in the third quarter, but just really couldn't sustain it on Saturday, and Zealous led Hampton to the victory. Coming out of the halftime, I think you know, we, adjustments were made, and you were able to see that with the Angelo Rankin interception that then, you know, the following drive we were able to score. But, yeah, the third quarter was definitely the uh, the shiny moment of the game. Um, but, you know, you've got to play more than just one quarter of solid football. Uh, Chris Ellis was 24 of 34, 256 yards and a touchdown. Ironically, the Spiders' true freshman who got into the game and certainly got better as the game went on, Camden Coleman, was also 24 of 34, Almost identical, 224 yards, threw a couple of touchdown passes, one more than Zealous threw. But as we talked a lot on the telecast, and I'm sure on the broadcast and fans saw, uh, when you're a dual threat like that, it just makes you so much more dangerous. And Zealous had 60 yards rushing and two touchdowns as well. Exactly, and there was zero threat of our quarterbacks being being a running threat, mm-hmm. um, you know, and finding the end zone that way. And, you know, you could just – Looking at the numbers, you can see where Cam Coleman was in rushing. Now, what do you think overall on Cam Coleman? Uh, he eventually became the quarterback, so they alternate it, right, for a little while. Ashton Snellsire makes the start. Coleman gets a couple of series, and then as we develop into the second half, Cam Coleman takes over the entire half, and it did look like he made progress as that half continued. It was just very hard on him because you're playing catch-up football. Mm-hmm. And la- last spring, um, during spring ball, I, I watched Cam quite a bit and because he had transferred from, or not transferred, I guess, but enrolled in college. I mm-hmm. uh, did a semester at Myrtle Beach Prep, had a great season down there, I think, in just seven games. Um, came up here and then was taking classes in the spring and was part of spring ball, part of the team. And I watched him and I said, you know what? I really think this is actually our backup quarterback. I think he is our second string. Um, and then, you know, as the season progresses and the fall goes on, I think it comes down to, you know, who knows the playbook better and, you know, who's going to be able to run this offense. You know, Saturday it was his turn to go out and run that offense. And I think he held his own for the most part. I don't think he was given much time to make decisions. And then also, you know, he wasn't leaving the pocket to go run and, you know, find those vertical yards. I thought it was kind of cool that his first touchdown pass was also the first touchdown reception for uh, Brooks Haggerty, and then uh, then he hit the veteran Nick DiGennaro at the end of the game. It's good to see Brooks Haggerty getting those touchdowns, mm-hmm. especially being out for the last two games. Um, and it's also good to see Nick DiGennaro, um, what's he got, four touchdowns on the season right now, and three of them are at least on long passes. So I love to see that. Defensively, I think the Spiders feel they could have played better, certainly, to fall behind by 17 nothing at halftime. And then we'll get into this a little bit later in the podcast, but you're going to get quite a challenge this week from a, a main team that exploded offensively this past Saturday. So I, I'm sure the defense will have a, a very tough week of practice to try and get better for Maine on Saturday. In, in all credit to Hampton, yeah. I think from the Hampton team that we saw a year ago versus who they are this season – uh, Hampton's currently third in the CAA, so they're a good football team. Chris Ellis is a dual-threat quarterback. Uh, they have something going for them down the road. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll keep an eye on them for sure. And kind of hate to see this, but from a special team standpoint, and kind of hate to say it, 
Aaron Trussler was, again, one of the Spider stars on Saturday with an average of almost 44 yards uh, per punt. We're going to talk with one of the special teams members here in just a little bit. Brian Catanza, right? Big Cat, the Spider's long snapper, is going to join us. But, again, Aaron Trussler just continues to shine when asked to do what he was asked to do Saturday. That's right. And season high, eight punts out of Aaron. Obviously, you don't want that. Nope. You know, you'd rather see four punts in a game, something around that. Um, you know, it's keeping himself and it's keeping Big Cat busy, who we're <laughs> going to talk to here shortly. But, yeah, you know, it's it's tough going when you're looking at your punter as your star of the game. Yeah. Well, now where do you think the Spiders go? I mean, this is not where they expect it to be at this point in the season. Certainly, uh, the back-to-back home games, you were hoping for success and really starting to stockpile those victories, and that didn't happen. What do you think, I mean, uh, about the focus of this team as you're hitting kind of the halfway point of the season? You've got to continue to find that offensive identity, I believe. And not that I think this is happening, but there can't be any finger pointing. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's got to come back to yourself. You know, point with your thumb, not your index finger. Very nice. I like that. Well, let's find out what Big Cat thinks about that. Brian Catanzarite, the Spiders' long snapper, who's been absolutely terrific on special teams. He joins us on our Spider Insight podcast today. Big Cat, thanks for joining us on the podcast, and let's start right there. What's kind of the vibe, what's kind of the mindset of this team? Obviously not the result you expected on Saturday or where you wanted to be at this point in the season. What's kind of the attack of the Spider football team right now? Yeah, um, thank you for having me on. But, yeah, um, we kind of have the mindset that we have very small margin for error going into the next game and the position that we're in right now. So we pretty much got to take every game one by one and kind of we have to pretty much win out if we really want the goals to be achieved that we wanted, make the playoffs, win the CAA. So I think we're very capable of winning the rest of our games. I think we're going to stay close and we just got to get the job done. Well, let's talk about the job that you get done. Kind of take us back big picture and how you turned into the outstanding long snapper that you are. For the Spiders, was that a high school thing? Was it something that's developed here in college? Just how did that come about? So, yeah, and, um, my going into my freshman year, I uh, knew I wanted to play at the Division One level. I just didn't think I had the skill to play either running back or D-end or linebacker or whatever. So um, I, saw, I started long snapping. Actually, a kid who went to my high school, Nicky Zacchino, he – had a full ride out of high school, went to UConn. He then transferred to Purdue and had a great career there and started all the games there. And him and his dad taught me how to long snap. I picked it up pretty quickly. And I, uh, as a freshman, started varsity there. And then I started going to camps, started getting recruited for long snapping. And then once um, COVID hit, it was kind of it was kind of like a little bit of a weird thing for us because we couldn't go to as many college camps. We had a shortened season, so. When um, I got was able to get recruited by Richmond, I that was just a blessing because with everything going on and to get a great education like this and to be on a, as good of a football team as this, I knew this was like the perfect place, especially with everything going on that year. You've described yourself as a downhill long snapper. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, so um, I like to get involved. And um, I know Trusted does a great job forcing it, like making it hard for the returner to actually get a return but if he does I want to be able to either make the tackle or be one of the first ones down there to force a fair catch or hopefully be waiting there if he muffs the punt. Now long snappers are tackling threats as well like you just alluded to. Uh, talk us through your tackle you made against Hampton on Saturday. Oh yeah so um, we were, we were I think it was our second or third punt and I was getting they weren't t- they weren't blocking me they weren't holding me up so I was hoping that he'd let, he'd let a punt fly a little bit farther and he did and I saw he got kind of um, – I thought he was going to get tackled at first, so I was kind of like, oh, uh, like, that could have been mine. But he he, didn't, he broke that tackle, and then next thing I know, I saw him. I grabbed something and just pulled him down, and 
it was pretty cool because that was my first tackle this year. And coming from playing like defense, like the defensive side of the ball in high school, it's always great to get a tackle, especially at the collegiate level. So that was that was pretty cool. Let's talk about the PAT and field goal responsibility that you also have. How much kind of analytics, science go into that to make sure that you're putting the ball exactly where, in this case, Aaron Trussler needs it in order for your, your kickers to kick it? Yeah, so um, it's harder to see like right there because it's, it's, everything's pretty close at seven yards, but there's a lot that really goes into it. Um, in high school, we were at seven and a half yards, and the reason was that reason for that was because every time at seven and a half, I would have the laces out for the holder. And then we, when I got to college, we moved to seven. So I went up to train with one of my trainers in Buffalo, and we kind of switched a lot of things. Like I was, I wasn't as close to the ball. My hands were out more, and I guess like that kind of affected the rotation. So at seven yards now, that's where the laces are going to be for Trussler, and it just makes the operation go way smoother when he doesn't have to spin it, and when the kicker kicks it, obviously he wants the laces out. So, yeah, a lot goes into it, but it's harder to see. We crunch all of those numbers, all that analytics, all that science, and yet it still gets done on the field. Take us through, talk us through the progress, the procession, if you will, of the Stony Brook game, of the game-winning field goal. I mean, I think you can throw some of that out the window because there's pressure, there's wind, there's rain, all of that at the end. What are you kind of thinking? What are you guys doing on the sideline as that drive unfolds and you know eventually it's going to be your time? Uh, So I knew that drive, I just had a feeling. I I forgot who I told. It might have been. It might have been Lopez. I'm like, we're gonna, it's, we're gonna, it's gonna come down to a kick. We're gonna kick this drive. So, I made sure to get like one or two warm up snaps in before, before I went out there. And then, as I go out there, we call the timeout because we just want to um, make sure everyone was ready. Make sure like stress block, like block the, um, they're gonna come. So make sure we block, and just make sure the operation's smooth. And then whatever we get, we get set up. And I have a feeling that they're gonna ice, they're gonna ice Lopez. So, but whatever we um, cadence gets called. I'm. I snapped the ball and I'm, it was a good snap, so I'm like, oh, I hope they didn't ice it. I don't, I don't really want to do it again. And um, once I saw the ball go through the uprights, it was awesome because uh, Lopez, where he works, he works real hard, and for him to get that kick and make it, it's with the weather conditions, it was awesome. Aaron Trussler kneels at the 18-yard line, middle of the field, 28-yard attempt. Brian Catanzarite will snap it. Aaron Trussler will hold it. Andrew Lopez will kick it. Snap back. Ball is down. The kick is up, and the kick is good. Andrew Lopez drills a 28-yard field goal. 46 seconds to go. The Spiders lead 20 to 19. It was just a great moment because going like on the plane after a loss in those conditions is not fun, but that win made it just a little bit better. Uh, wet conditions. Oh yeah. Did you have a dry football? It was actually drier than I thought it would be, but um. Like, once he put it down on the, on the turf, it got a little bit wet. So, I mean, it wasn't too, too bad, but it definitely wasn't, like, a perfect condition, you know? <laughs> now, when you started your career, uh, Kevin Laughlin was on the team. What were you able to learn from him as a very good long snapper that he was? And then what are you able to pass down now to West Sharp, freshman long mm-hmm. snapper currently on the team? Yeah, um, Kevin, he helped me out a lot. I, I struggled a lot my freshman year just coming into, coming into college, playing football, balancing school was pretty tough for me. And I, I kind of struggled snapping, and he would always just have me calm down. He'd work with me, give me tips. When it, I remember when um, going against Sacramento State, I asked him, like, what do you do in the rain? And he gave me a couple tips, uh, what to do there. And I think that 
just his work ethic and attitude was just great. He'd get to the meetings early, get to practice early. And to this day, he comes to almost every game, and he's, like, the first one to tell me, like, how good I'm doing and how he's so proud of me. And I just appreciate that so much. And I hope I could do the same for Weston. He's he's a really good snapper. He's going to – he's better than I was my freshman year. He's going to be really good. And um, I'm just excited to see him play, in it, like, in a couple years. So it's going to be awesome. What uh, What's the overall camaraderie, chemistry in the quote-unquote special teams room? Oh, we got a good group. I mean, we're a pretty close group. We like to joke around. We, we have a lot of free time, <laughs> and it, we, just, we spend it joking around. We spend it getting recovery, always in the training room, hanging out. We, we go to dinner. It just It's a lot of fun. We got a good group of guys. Speaking of free time and dinner, Endzone Eats. Yeah. Your TikTok account. Uh-huh. Uh, talk us through that. Where did that come from, and what is what is Endzone Eats? So it started this summer. We were um we were here early for workouts, and uh, we were I didn't I didn't have the meal swipe, so I was in a dorm room cooking. It wasn't even my dorm room. I was kind of kind of squatting with uh Aiden Mack and uh Sean Clark. Me and Ashton both were squatting, so we were in a two man dorm room with four four guys, and we had a lot of cooking appliances. So we just started cooking and then one day we filmed it and I, I don't know if I can say this but we shorted the whole hall's electrical circuit all the power was out and we're like that was pretty funny we should keep filming these and we got a little bit more um appliances we started we had like a little griddle we had an air fryer we had a hot plate we were cooking in the bathroom in our dorm room it was a little it was a little messy but I don't know if you guys check it out um was, the food was really good and we hope to kind of like grow that the four of us and see see what we could do from there. But yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun because it kept us busy and everyone on the hall we were kind of feeding here and there. But yeah, it was awesome. What's the go-to dish? I mean, anything unhealthy, honestly. <laughs> if it, You're I'm, frying up a yeah, lot. Yeah, any, yeah, anything unhealthy. But we like we do a lot of Italian dishes, a lot of like any seafood, but pretty much anything. At one point, we were kind of like give us like give us something hard in this dorm room to for us to make because we can make it. We were making crazy stuff we did steaks we did barbecue burnt ends uh funnel cakes like a bunch of like funny stuff and it was it was good it was good food this isn't fair we're recording this right about lunchtime and man my stomach is rumbling <laughs> yeah. now. Well, maybe we, i'll go home and cook for you that guys. would be great bring it right back up here to the press <laughs> yeah. box that that would be awesome maybe we've got some new nicknames coming for you guys i don't know but but how are you with all the nicknames that are out there for you guys you know your big cat and kevin was shooter mm-hmm. aussie for aaron trussler um how are you embracing all these nicknames most of which i think come from coach Usman. yeah no they all come from him i remember i one of the um one of the coaches told me, he's like, yeah, Coach Usman couldn't pronounce your last name. So he's like, ah, we'll just call him Big Cat. And that's pretty funny because uh, I never, like, I'm surprised I never really got that nickname before because mm-hmm. I've, I've heard Cat and all that stuff. But Big Cat's funny. And, like, a lot of the parents, like, I'll, I'll come off after the game like, oh, good job, Big Cat. Cause they might not, they don't know me, like, my name, but they just know me as that because that's what they hear. And it's, it's pretty funny because it, it's stuck. Like, it's stuck pretty good. All right, Big Cat, keep firing them back there to Aaron Trussler as a holder and a punter. Keep getting the job done, and let's turn this thing around. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Now, Bob, hearing Brian talk about the food that he's making in his dorm room, that, you know, like you said, we're recording this close to lunchtime. I am starving. I'm super hungry right now, and I'm not the only one that's hungry. This team, these fans, we're hungry to get this thing going in the right direction. And we can turn that around Saturday against Maine. What have you seen out of the Black Bears? Well, they're going to come in here feeling as good as they felt 
all year because they picked up their first win of the season this past weekend, and it was a conference win over Stony Brook, and they lit up the scoreboard. I mean, 56-28, I think they had over 40 at halftime. Their quarterback, Derek Robertson, was named the Offensive Player of the Week in the league. Uh, Wide receiver, whose name is going to be familiar, Montego Moss. Let's answer that question before it's asked. Yes, he is the son of Randy Moss. He had a 100-yard receiving game Saturday, so they're coming in here feeling about as good as they have felt all year long, I'm sure, which will make it a challenge for the Spider uh, offense and defense, but particularly the defense. I mean, I think when their offense, you know, the kid threw five touchdown passes, a career high, Robertson did. And like I said, Moss, uh, one of several guys who had multiple touchdowns in that game uh, in the victory over Stony Brook. So we're going to see a pretty fired up Maine Black Bear team coming in here Saturday. That's right. And hopefully we're not seeing Montego Moss mossing anybody. (laughs) Hopefully Nick DeGeneres is mossing some of their guys. I'd love to see that. Yeah, so I I do think, you know, that will serve notice to the Spiders. And look, Richmond should be playing with a chip on its shoulder. In fact, it should be a pretty large chip or multiple chips coming in here. You don't like to lose at home. You want to defend your home turf. Spiders have now lost a couple at home. They need to kind of have that that anger, I think, and translate it onto the field Saturday. And it won't guarantee it, but it obviously is is beyond helpful. You need eight wins to get into the playoffs. And right now, we can't win the rest and get the eight wins unless we win mm-hmm. this week against Maine. And that was Coach's message to the team post game. Yeah, I think you got to, you know, it's going to all the coach speak comes out now. You're right. You can't win whatever it would be six in a row without winning the first. Got to take them one at a time. And I think they just need to prove to themselves in that locker room that they're still a good football team. And they need to come out here Saturday, like I said, with a little bit of anger, a little bit of chip on their shoulder, uh, whatever it takes to get that victory. And again, we, we, give this disclaimer unfortunately it seems like every week right now uh, football is a game of injuries it's part of the game but it really does seem to have hit this spider team hard and we're taping this on a monday so no we don't know who the starting quarterback is we don't know if kyle wickersham has progressed enough to go through practice yet uh, we'll find that out as we go during the week mm-hmm. like you had just said they've got to come out on saturday with the, a chip on their shoulder playing with that edge like coach said You've got to win the next one to win the rest, and all we can think about right now is that next game. Nothing before, nothing after. All right, a couple of reminders for you. We'll have uh, Coach Usman's radio show on Thursday at uh, the Brass Tap over there at Libby Mill Midtown. Wayne Galloway, spider linebacker who has been – Absolutely terrific. Really need to give him a shout-out, actually, Christian. I mean, he has really played well and solidified that linebacking core, along with Tristan Wheeler and Jared Joseph as the starters and Donovan Hoylett as well. We've talked about guys biding their time. Perhaps nobody's bided their time just as much as Wayne Galloway mm-hmm. has. And he's always been on the depth chart because he's always been somebody that you could look to and know that they are going to be able to fill that role. Well, now it's his time to fill that role full-time. So he'll be with us on um, Thursday at Double Figure Tackles this past week. In fact, with with 10 of them, was involved in quarterback sack, couple tackles for loss. So Wayne Galloway at Coach's Radio Show Thursday noon, 1061 ESPN. If you can't get out there, we'd love to have you come out for lunch and talk some spider football with us. And then it's our Cancer Awareness Game presented by West Broad Honda, Saturday 3.30 against the Maine Black Bears. Again, kick is at 3.30 on Saturday on 1061 ESPN. We're on at 3 o'clock, and that one is on Masson this week our other regional sports network and partner. Uh, Masson has the live coverage on television for us Saturday at 3.30. Christian, thanks. Thanks, Bob. He's Christian Gravis. I'm Bob Black. Special thanks to our special guest, Brian Big Cat Catanzarite, the spider long snapper for stopping by and joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for joining us and tuning in. Back next week to recap the main game when we greet you again with the next edition of the Spider Insight Podcast.